Hi, and welcome to Girls on Fire, the podcast. Girls on Fire, the podcast, is a celebration of our girls, our community, and our school. So this afternoon, I'm talking to Jacia Sutton, who's a collegian from 2018. And the reason we're uh, interviewing Jacia is because five years ago, she produced an Easter animation that we still use to this day. And because it's the five-year anniversary, uh, I've invited Jacia to come in and talk to uh, the girls during assembly in chapel about the animation, why she did it, and why she decided to listen to an old man that begged her to produce it and things like that. So welcome, Jacia. Hello. <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad. To, great to have you with us. Now, can you, can you tell us why you decided to do the Easter animation? Well, I think that a lot of animations when it comes to chapel and Easter type things are quite boring and stale, if I'm going to be honest. It's like they were made without the intention of children watching them in mind and to be watched once and then forgotten about forever. So I thought it would be pretty interesting if I made an animation that had a little bit more of like a kick to it, I guess. So then when you watch it, you actually enjoy what you're watching and then hopefully retain the information you get during the video. And of course, we think it's fantastic. That's why we've been showing it year after year. Now, what made, what started your interest in animation and graphic design and all those kinds of things? Um, well, ever since I could remember, I've been a really creative person. So when I was really little, I wanted to be a mystery novelist. And then I started watching lots of anime and things like that. And then I was like, no, I want to be an animator. And then because of that, I started making lots of animation animatics and what are known as animation memes, which are short little clips where you animate a small character to music and post it online. And then I was like, ooh, this is a cool idea. I'm going to pursue this as a job. So now that's the way I'm going. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, you told me that what you actually produced for the for the Easter work, it's not an animation, it's an animatic. It's an animatic, yes. So what's that? So an animatic is like a moving storyboard that you would have for an animation, except in this particular instance, I made it a little bit more pretty than it would usually be. So um, an animatic is usually used to show the pacing of an animation. So you would go step by step, so then the people that actually animate it can use those as keyframes and then animate in between these keyframes and then make a smooth animation. Oh, well, that's... How, whatever it is you call it and however you did it, it's tremendous. Now, I, I understand that this has led you to do some uni study. Yes, that's correct. So what are you doing? I'm doing a double major in games, art design, and graphic design. And so games, what's it called again? Games, games art, and design. Games, art, and design. Tell us about that. So in this degree, the entire purpose is to set up artists and creators and programmers to get into the game development industry. So... I want to be a concept artist and eventually an art director. So the main purpose for this degree is to get my skills up to par so I can enter the indie game development scene. And how long's the degree program? It's three years long, usually. But you're taking a little bit longer? Yes, because of coronavirus problems. Mm, yes, that, that is, seems to be for all of us. Oof. Yeah. And so once your study's finished, once you've completed it, where's, where's that going to lead? Um, well, right now I have a lot of small jobs going on, but my main idea is to do all my side hustles whilst applying to as many concept art industry jobs as I possibly can. But that doesn't necessarily have to be for games. It could also be in film, in advertisement, things like that, because they need concept artists as well. 
Mm. Now, you told me that you got a really big award when you were in year 10. Tell us about that. Um, That was the Murdoch Mesh Award. So how that worked is you enter in one of 16 categories. These could be radio. This could be film. I entered the concept art stream award where basically I have to draw a character, submit it, and then out of all the other artists, they will choose a winner. So I ended up winning that. And then out of the 16 winners, they choose an ultimate winner. And I also won that. So... Yes. So great. That's so brilliant. I'm not the least bit surprised. Oh, and thanks. so what was the um, what was the award? So the Murdoch Mesh Award, um, the entire part of the point of the award is to basically celebrate young students in their art and creative endeavors and to also, I guess in a way, advertise how fun creativity can be mm. when it comes into the industry. So mm. all of the categories really applied to different sorts of industries you can take. So in my particular example, concept art. And I understand you got actual scholarship money for that. I did indeed. Mm, for how long? For three years. So that's fantastic. That's been really helpful along the way, hasn't it? <laughs> it definitely has. <laughs> Very helpful, yes. <laughs> now, Jacia, what other interests do you have? What are your other passions and things that make you really happy? Um, well, I'm super into fashion to the point where I'm actually working somewhat in the fashion industry. I extremely like graffiti and street design, so I've done some murals for university for that as well. I extremely like media animation work in that, so I'm also doing small part-time work working on comics and animations. Right now I've also got a personal comic project I'm working on, as well as two D&D style comics. So I also do a D&D campaign and a bunch of other creative things. Mm. So thinking about... Um the area of game design, is it a male-dominated industry? It definitely is. Tell, tell us about that. Um, unfortunately, back in the day when the game industry was pretty much started in the 1960s was probably the earliest, because it's such a fresh industry and was created around those times, it was severely male-dominated, mainly just because they didn't think women really could do coding or anything like that. And unfortunately, in the 70s, you could see that as a big problem when it comes to the arcade culture and how girls didn't really go to arcades and play these sorts of games. So obviously, when a woman would apply to make arcade games, they'd be like, well, what would you know about that? And because we've got all these weird old CEOs that are from that time period, unfortunately, that mindset really hasn't changed. It's been passed down. Recently, there's been quite a few lawsuits around women being treated quite negatively in the in the field, unfortunately. So, having said all that, what do you think is the future of the gaming industry? The gaming industry is definitely going to be way, way more popular than any other kind of media, I think. The thing about the gaming industry is that a game isn't just looking at a screen and pressing buttons. It could be many other things, like augmented reality, like Pokemon Go, board games, things like that, even card games. Like These are all the gaming industry. And you'll see more things when it comes to realistic games, like movie-type games, like Until Dawn and things like that, where you basically choose a movie by playing it. And I think that that will probably be the future of the gaming industry, just melding all of these common medias into a single format. Mm, wow, that's fantastic. So let's wrap this up. You, uh, let's see, I wrote you probably a month ago to invite you to come today. What's it like to be back at MLC? Well, it's definitely interesting. It's, I, if I'm being honest, I didn't expect to be back here. But I think it's nice to be back here. It's good to see how the school has really developed over time. And I'm excited to speak to some old teachers I haven't spoken to in a while. That's great. Well, thank you for coming. Thank no you for problem. being a part of this year's Easter service.
anytime. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Girls on Fire, the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes to come.